変身プリバレンタインズデイパート1 You're listening to Common Rider with me episode 68 and it's、uh, me Kip and I have a special guest Hello Hey everyone,、uh, my name's DK Nova or Dakota and I'm from the Death Shifter podcast Hello Dakota, it's so great to have you on Thanks for coming on Yeah, I'm glad to be here, thanks for having me Yeah, and、um, if you're a regular like, listener like, like you might be thinking、um, Where's The 12th part of our year long look at the currently airing Common Rider show, Common Rider Saber. So, right now, James Baker is taking a brief hiatus、uh, to kind of just、um, air some stuff. But、um, we're going to just pause that weekly like recap and like come back with some larger episodes once he's back around. So,、uh, it's not gone, but we thought like it's not worth like breaking up like a year for like a like missed episode or two.、Uh, so, this week, we're actually going to be looking at.、Um, A very special, th- the first of our two parts in like Valentine's, which is Cutie Honey the Live, which、uh, is a very interesting show. Quick editor's note I forgot to mention that next week, me and Steph are going to be looking at the 2013 live action Hentai Common movie.、Uh, it's mentioned at the end, but not at the top of the show. And that's going to be a lot of fun. There's ep- also episode 69 and our Valentine's Day ass Valentine's Day episode. But I、um, am right now more interested like, in、um, your projects. I'm a self published author. I just released a book back in June called Barnard's Galaxy Descendants of Legacy. It's a it's pretty big sci fi fantasy.、Um, it's the first book in a multi book series that I'm working on.、Uh, so hopefully I can get it to take off here.、Um, but I kind of took a break from that and、um, started working on this podcast called Death Shifter. And we have two segments that we do for the show.、Uh, the first one is how it started,、um, which is basically.、Uh, Comedy fantasy fiction adventure story、um, that goes bi weekly and the story just kind of continues.、Um, episode eight just released、uh, last Monday. And the second one that we do is called The Death Address. And that is where we find whoever throughout our history that has kind of an interesting or crazy death. And we do some research in. Dive a little bit into their lives and kind of some weird things that they got into that most people don't know.、Uh, and then obviously get to their death and talk about that and kind of what impact it had on the world and people around them and kind of still keep it <laughs> comedic and have some fun while doing it. Do you have like a favorite death so far in the show that like you've looked at?、Um, so far, we've only done two of those.、Uh, well, we just recorded the third one, but the first one we did was Attila the Hun, and then the second one was Albert Einstein. So, Albert Einstein didn't have as much of a crazy death. He was just, it was more interesting of what happened after his death. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he, he didn't have a death. He, he didn't, didn't die. He didn't, he didn't die, actually, as Albert Einstein, <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs>、um, so, as far as a favorite goes, I would definitely say Attila the Hun is my favorite so far because his death is kind of unexpected and a little bit different than what you would think would happen to him since he was like a warrior. Really interesting. Like, um, That name too kind of gives me like very like、um, 
persona like come like um like night flyers kind of vibes like mm-hmm. it's like very good name there like death shifters I like that thanks thanks appreciate it <laughs> and you're also like letting me know like it's a larger cast and i was like oh that's like five people six people that's yeah, a lot of people it was uh it it was a little tough initially when we started it out like working in how we would do it and everything um but we've yeah we've got it down pretty good i write i write out the scripts basically for each episode and leave ad lib lines for all of my co-hosts and team to go in and fill their lines out so that way they're still adding to the script and having their own lines and input into it um and then we record and i go through edits and post it but yeah, it's it's been a ton of fun, and having five people sounds like it would be hard, but doing the different voices and narration and stuff, it, it was it was, it was needed. <laughs> yeah, like I've like um been interested like in the more like scripted or even just like non scripted like creative side of things, like which is like part of the reason that I like want to have you on because like it's just like a very different like uh it's a similar thing, but it's like a different thing. Like yeah, to go through yeah. that and have all that. Yeah, yeah, it was more of it was more of bringing my like writing background into it and my creative side and kind of getting it going and yeah like i said to you before this was that it was initially supposed to be a tv show was for the idea of like an animated adult tv show like rick and morty ish kind of like along those lines um and yeah after (laughs) realizing we didn't really have the time to try to attempt to make it into an animated show we went the podcast route that's the important thing about like podcasting like too is that like there's lots of companies like that are trying to like make it bigger and like change the way ad revenue works, that kind of stuff. But like um, the charm of it, the allure of it, like I'm never going to listen to like a podcast that's exclusive anywhere because like, um, right. The whole point is like to be like, Oh, um, this is meant to be like a like medium that like strips out. Like even just like if you were doing some kind of like, five people and they each had like green screens and they were just like some kind of like red dwarf show. That's like another (laughs) layer of like stuff on top of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so it's a, it's a fun, it's a really fun concept. I don't want to give too much away because it's kind of like gradually happens in the show from episode one all the way we are now. But the main gist of it is that, yeah, it's a bunch of fantasy characters living more in like a modern world. Um, magic disappeared like thousands of years ago during an event called Fey Day. So technology has kind of taken over that like realm of magic um, for mm-hmm. the characters there. And basically it follows a group of friends that come across a human that's unconscious and he wakes up and doesn't have any sort of recollection of his memory or anything before. And they kind of befriend him and just have some crazy stuff happen but towards the end of the episode you find out the the big reveal of what the show's about and uh, why it's called death shifter um but oh, it's really cool too and like us uh, so like as far as like touchstones like is it more like shadow run is it more like wolf among us like fables kind of thing like yeah i was gonna say i i um uh, i actually played the wolf among us when it was on <laughs> for the xbox when they had the like telltale game series um and yeah i would say the modernized kind of world that's that's a that's a good way to picture it as far as like that um the one show i was kind of like comparing it to when i was thinking about it a long time ago is it wasn't really too big of a popular show it was on comedy central i thought it was hilarious but it was called ugly americans 
Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with like the zombie and devil and all kinds of like random characters lived in the city and stuff. So that's kind of more along the lines of like the modern like world that our fantasy characters live in. There's definitely still a lot of the actual like fantasy aspects and stuff too. Um, but yeah, that's that's more or less of what the technology has come in and done for them after the thousands of years of magic being gone. No, yeah, because like um, that show is one that I remember as far as like one that I saw lots of commercials for, but I've really watched. But like, it's kind of um, one cool thing that I think like having like a channel like Comedy Central or like Sci-Fi or like whatever like growing up did was just like oh it like gave you a place where you could just kind of engage with um engage with things that like vaguely fit like a like feeling or mood in like a way that like isn't really there of streaming and like i really um my like favorite thing about like being in communities and like talking to like more podcasters being like oh like here's like this stream here's like this like whole section of like this kind of work and that kind of stuff thanks yeah i mean i'm we're we're getting a little a little bit more of a following and everything. We've only been doing it for, like I said, about five to six months now. So kind of getting there. And it's definitely different and a different like genre and type of podcast. So we'll see what happens. But that's why we wanted to kind of bring in that other segment with the death address to kind of give that weekly content. And then when we take a break from season one to season two, we'll be able to bust out that show until we come back to the other one. And like, I don't want to like ever be an asshole but sometimes i am and like whatever i like <laughs> whenever like i see somebody like asking for advice on their podcast like there's probably it's like well you haven't done it for three months so there's no advice i can give you right yeah that's what being all the different groups from like facebook to the discord groups and stuff it's like you always get the new people that come in and they're like what do i need to do to do this and stuff and i mean honestly one of the biggest things of advice that i've been able to like take to heart from people in the groups that have to say is like and if you if you like what you're doing and it's good content like stick with it and it'll eventually happen but that and like the main reason we do it is for fun right like i mean yeah of course everybody would want to get paid if they could but that's not the reason why we do it it's a added benefit for sure it just takes time to like know what like what things you actually need to change and what things are just like what you're doing coalesce and like a lot of people will like try something and then they'll be like oh it didn't take off and <laughs> it, you told me it would work and it didn't work i, I don't know <laughs> and like it's like how are people supposed to know what you make just off of like new and noteworthy or like one post on instagram or right. like randomly finding like your name you know it's yeah. like it takes some time it takes time and you gotta just just stick with it and have a good time doing it and i mean like with the the five people that i do it with we're all friends from growing up back in where i was in colorado and it was a good way for me to keep in touch with all of them after i moved so we all have a blast doing it i mean man our recording on on sundays are always just so fun like (laughs) no and i imagine that like it's like a great thing to have like right now too because like um so i just like caught up with a podcast that i spent years not listening to and i just caught up to their first episode in quarantine and like all day i've just been like oh like i should like wash my hands more and i should be more careful like you know yeah and like right now it must be like a lot like more valuable for you yeah yeah no i mean it came at a good time i guess in a sense um obviously not good with the whole pandemic and everything going on mm-hmm. but 
podcast, I feel like, has been a, a good thing for a lot of people since this has been going on. A lot of people have been moving towards it and kind of taking the time to do it and get a lot of content out there. And yeah, joining these different podcast groups, man, there's so many different ones I had no idea about that I've enjoyed a lot. You really need to let me know if there's like ever a point where like you wake up and your listens look weird. And then you, like you find out that like in Ireland, like you just like had like a really good like day or something. You're like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Man, I'm, I, you know, I'd take it for sure. I would definitely appreciate it. Like that would be awesome. Rather, I know I've had random ones when I look on like the anchor stats. There's like one from Poland and different countries, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, one percent in Poland. Like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> it's weird because like it's like oh like there's stuff you expect. It's like oh like we got. Uh, number whatever in Canada but then you're like oh like we're like number two in the Philippines what or like <laughs> we got like number eight in Denmark and I was like what what happened That's, in Denmark overnight yeah, I was gonna say I I think I was just like looking at the chartable site and trying to like mess with different ones to see and I randomly got an email like a week later saying we we're like in the top like 200 in Canada or something and I was like I haven't gotten anything from you like what all right cool <laughs> No, and that's like the weird thing. It was like um, when we got like number one in Japan, like for like TV and film, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I didn't notice it on the stats, but when we got like number 14 in like Ireland, like it was like two or 300 more people here than like last night. What happened? <laughs> like, and like I had to like play detective and be like, oh, what happened here? This is odd. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you want to try to figure out how it happened, you know, so you could do it again. <laughs> so tell me like a little bit like more about like your book though, because, um, Bernard's Galaxy, that's like a concept that exists that like you also like share the name with, right? Uh, I mean, it's an actual galaxy. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research on it um, to try to find different like galaxies to name it after. And man, like I was like, ooh, Andromeda. And then there's like literally like 200 and something or like more of different like yeah. galaxies <laughs> named after Andromeda. And I was like, maybe we shouldn't use that one. So Barnard's Galaxy was kind of one of the only different ones that i saw and it was fairly close to ours so i was like yeah let's do this one so is it about like the um cool animals that would show up on the garfield show that <laughs> no it's not <laughs> i mean it, uh, potentially it could be all of the all of the characters are pretty much different alien races um there's no humans in the book yet um but I mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there will be humans eventually. But the the first book takes place in Barnard's Galaxy, obviously. But um, each book is two different alien species that I've created and come up with tons of backstory and everything for. Um, so the first book um, is the Jothuns and Trilupians is what they're called, and each chapter alternates between uh, between the two species. And eventually they'll they'll come together and meet up and, and some crazy stuff happens. And then the second book is two more alien species. Then it just keeps going. So I have four that I've already written and I'm working on the fifth one right now. So That's really cool. Like um like um yeah. Yeah, I mean even though it's like big sci fi and all of that, it still has all of your, your drama and mystery and the biggest part of like doing something like again is just like doing it. And like I like um like just like love um how you uh have this very clear like this thought process and like it's like making sense and like um also I'm always down for like 
for reading sci-fi, but also like reading something that's not like a clear like tread chaser kind of thing, you know, too. Yeah, it's that's really cool. It's it's definitely a different type of book too. I mean, I think there's other ones out there for sure that like follow the different characters and whatnot, but I I write uh in a weird way, I guess. Like I don't really brainstorm too much. I've never been a fan of brainstorming or <clears throat> doing the webs or anything like that. So I kind of just have the idea or different things that I have in my head and I'll just write. And I, you know, really don't know what's going to happen until I start writing. Um, but my subconscious kind of puts it all together and makes it work somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like what's that called? Like the gardeners versus the butchers. Yeah, I'm not I was sure. Say, like some, some... Somebody's mentioned something like that to me too. Yeah. With like the different ways that it works. Yeah. So having it, having all the stuff I did for that video game really helped when I was kind of like putting it all together and stuff too. So that was, that was huge, but it was a, it was a work in progress of man, like five years of putting it all together and stuff before I finally had the time and support to publish my first book. So no, yeah, it's a, like a really big, like undertaking. Like I, um, like, um, I enjoy unscripted stuff but i'm trying to make myself like more disciplined you know like i'm trying to like uh not listen to podcasts when i'm playing like certain video games and that kind of stuff like i'm like trying to like read and that kind of stuff so it's hard that's like a really like man i try i try to listen i try to listen to podcasts or stuff while i'm like working or playing video games or anything but music is just what helps me like focus and work when i'm like doing stuff like that I always feel like I'm some kind of like weird like crang or whatever when I say this, but like I like <laughs> classically like have never really like listened to music, which is a weird thing I know. <laughs> classically never listened to music. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so like, like there's like an instrument in the background. You're like, what is that noise? I've never heard it before. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I had like a lot of family who was, um, very big into music like part of their like identity so like it was like okay growing up like part of my like oh this is my space there's no fucking music <laughs> like it, it and like it was like the kind of stuff where it was like okay like uh, my brother like at one point um opened for like slipknot or whatever in like the northeast for like a like weird show too like, <laughs> yeah you like i like how stuff. you say that so casually like it's not a big deal like slipknot's a huge band like that's awesome <laughs> yeah so it was like the kind of thing where i was like damn it like i just need to like get in a room that doesn't smell like incense and where like nobody's <laughs> playing music and i just need to like read or some shit <laughs> There's so many people listening right now that are like, man, I wish I had that. <laughs> it was the kind of thing, though, where like it was like a like mousetrip of like, OK, like, yeah, here's one person just like that, like bought a speaker system just to play like White Snake. Here's one person that's like <laughs> getting ready to like just like really listen to like their own tracks as they're getting ready and like saying stuff like, Oh, like, like, yeah, are you going to play something other than white snake on that? You better not. <laughs> it was a lot of that. Like, Oh, like one person like getting ready for their career of suburban battle rap and like nice. one person listening to like white snake. So <laughs> I like really envy people that like can listen to music. Cause like, I just, 
have trouble focusing on it sometimes and like my tastes are so new for a lot of like music where like there's stuff i've liked but like i'll listen to it then like i'll like remember two months later oh yeah i like that song or like i like music and then <laughs> like in recent years like so, like slightly better but like a lot of my like liked artists is very recent kind of <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's fair my i mean at this point my music genre is all over the place i just i just like to have that consistent background noise I know people that like to sleep with like music on and that I can't do because I like start jamming out instead of going to bed. Yeah. Oh my, there's some like podcasts that like me and my girlfriend share where it's like, oh yeah, like I listen, like, did you listen? And then like, I'll bring up a bitch. Like, oh yeah. Like that was during a nap I took. Like, where is this? I was like, you're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not listening to it. (laughs) Just enjoying the space, but oh yeah. Um, I I think there's people out there that like remember stuff like that when they sleep though I had a friend who swore by like he worked out in his sleep he like woke up after dreaming about doing sit-ups and his abs were like super sore (laughs) like I mean more power to you if you can do it right I mean like if they're sore that's one thing if you have like a six pack that's another thing honestly I think he was probably just drunk the night before and forgot what he did and probably like ran into his abs or something (laughs) oh yeah like I like woke up and I feel like I did like a bunch of flips my neck hurts really bad (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I do want to know though outside of like your own like projects um, what have you been like in the past week um, like watching or like looking at really well i mean when i'm not like writing or working on the podcast stuff and i have time to watch stuff without my girlfriend (laughs) i have been watching um i just finished my hero academia about a month ago and waiting for the new season i've been watching black clover and while caught up on that and then attack on titan i've been watching the new season as well as far as like animes go um yeah, yeah, those three are pretty much the big ones that I watch on my own. Um, not animes. I've been watching the Titans show on HBO Max. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm my my TV movie genre as well is kind of all over the place. I pretty much just watch whatever I think is going to be good. At least give it a chance, you know. No, yeah, totally. Um, I've been trying to like watch anime but lately like it just hasn't like really like appealed to me like i've like like got like a little bit into like some like sports anime like haiku and like yeah that's the one uh yeah my girlfriend showed me the haiku one because she likes all of those ones and i'm not gonna lie i was surprised at how good it was for like a volleyball anime show i was like huh i was like all right i can i can get on board with this yeah but then it's like the kind of thing where i was like oh okay i just like got an episode at the wrong time. I was like, okay, I'm like off the track. Now I can't watch it. You know, <laughs> watched it at the wrong time. Like, man, now I don't like it. <laughs> but I mean, man, if you, if you are looking for an anime to watch right now, I recommend black Clover to pretty much everybody that asks. Cause that's the one I've been watching. I like that one a lot. That one's pretty cool. Black Clover. I've seen an episode or two and I've heard it described as like, the problem child of like showed an anime a little bit i can definitely see that too because like i know it had like a rocky start a little bit i yeah i would say i don't know i I started watching it once it already was like two seasons in or two and a half seasons in finally just caught up to what's going on now but 
I, I like the concept of it and like the story arcs that they've been doing. But my brother got me into My Hero Academia because he was like, you should check that one out. And that one was pretty cool, too. I like that one. Something that'll come up later and maybe in like a moment, actually. But um, how is Black Clover about fan service? Because I got told by somebody who was very into fairy tale that I should watch fairy tale. And I was just like, nope, <laughs> sorry, you lost me. I'm I'm very much like at a point in my life where like fan service does kind of like for the most part detract from my viewing experience. Okay. But like okay, so what do you mean when you say like fan service because that can mean a lot of stuff. Like if it's a cool robot, that's fine. If it's like a 13-year-old's like tits, that's not fine. <laughs> that's what I mean by fan service there. I was like okay. like there's like a cool like GameStop like stock style chart of like my interest over the years and like girls in like anime like j- as par- unrelated to the plot like like taking off their clothes and I guess that's a weird thing because the stock like... for GameStop is going up and down but by right. whatever <laughs> it's, it happens I feel like as far as Black Clover goes I feel like there's not really any like I mean there's definitely like the normal anime like sexualization for different characters. But I think the majority of them are at least of age. I think there might be one that's like 17 or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really noticed that. I mean, (laughs) I guess when I watch anime, my mind just kind of clicks to immediately being like, you know, it's just one of those anime things you got to get used to. (laughs) Yeah. What's the other show? There's another show that I know people are really split on because of that. Is it um, Sword Art Online, right? Like That's a show that people have a lot of opinions that's yeah sort of online i I mean (laughs) i you know i like a lot of those shows i also like sword art online um i actually i haven't caught up all the way i just started the alicization one or whatever it's called um but i mean it's you kind of get what you get with them you know what you're getting into right it's like a virtual reality augmented like kind of show that that pretty much puts them in those situations but I'm pretty sure the stuff in that one is like, I mean, like what's, what's the, what have you heard about that one that people are upset on? Uh, just a lot of uh, weird sexualization of characters and like weird, yeah. like, Oh no, a bunch of honey got on all of us and we're 14. Like, like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure on that one. There's some weird stuff in that one as well. Um, but I don't know the main, the main girl that they always do that with. She's definitely 18 or at least, is now in the show but yeah but even if they're like in adult in age i still have like an i issue feel with like it. honestly i feel like though that's in like every anime i've ever watched even all the way back to like dragon ball z when i first was like a young kid watching that well like, so there's i was like, like my, a, my, my, yeah. my mind shocks it up to being like ah, it's just that weird anime thing that's in every anime <laughs> no yeah like and like it doesn't it's not just like though we're always looking up the skirts of characters who are teeth it's also like right always up the skirts of characters like it's like that kind of thing where i was like oh like and that's why like i don't watch as much anime as i used I to noticed any of that at least too much of it i know there's not really any of that at all in attack on titan attack on titan doesn't really do any sort of sexualization for any of the characters because that one's just like more of a serious anime i guess yeah that's also like a show where i have some misgivings on but that's oh man really what are your misgivings on that one uh <laughs> they are a lot and they are just the creator 
I'm okay. just going to say that the creator. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's an intensity and a detail that I feel like would not do service to the rest of our conversation. But <laughs> like, look that dude up if you want to have a bad time. I'll have to check that out because I, I would say, honestly, I don't really think I know anything about the creator at all. Uh, just yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that kind of I'll stuff make, will like make me a real thing. But no. Um, <laughs> let's 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 move along then. <laughs> speaking of um, butts and stuff, we watched episodes one through four of Cutie Honey the Live, the 2007 Tokusatsu series. And let's take a break and head over to there. Honey Flash. This time on Cutie Honey. Honey is back. And she that how was my attempt at like a <laughs> I was <laughs> I was I was trying I was trying not to laugh, but that's what I was feeling. I felt the Dragon Ball Z vibe for sure. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure like how close I got, but also I was like, by the if I ask, I'll I'll probably lose it too. You know? So I was like <laughs> This time on Cutie Honey. She's gotta fight some Andrew. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's there. It's there. Props to him, I'll say. Like he's employed, and like he's also on like Twitter and like doing stuff too. But the Dragon Ball Z guy, <laughs> yeah, like he like has like some like voice of like Gohan or something. It's like oh, his like man. Twitter handle. Awesome. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, so we watched the 2007 Tokusatsu series Cutie Honey the Live episodes one through four. So just a quick little inventory. Episode one is called Honey Flash. Episode 2, Hostess Club Blitz. Episode 3, Nurse and Explore. Episode 4, Fear Auction. Then we did not watch Episode 5. Put the teasers out for y'all. Episode 5 is called Second Girl. I guess my question to you is, um, what is your experience with or like level of like knowledge of stuff like this, of like Toku stuff, like your Godzilla is your Power Rangers, that kind of stuff? Uh man, that's that's probably where it stops at is Godzilla and Power Rangers. That's my brother, oldest brother was a huge fan of Godzilla, so I I used to watch a lot of the old school Godzilla films, the black and white ones. Um and then loved me, loved me some Power Rangers growing up for sure, like the original Power Rangers mm-hmm. and all of those. But yeah, Who's yeah your favorite? that's that's probably where I draw the line. As far as Power Rangers go? Yeah. I feel I'm I'm the youngest out of three brothers or four uh, stepbrother growing up. Um, so I kind of was like the last one to get to pick from the ones that were left, which was cool because I liked Billy personally, the the blue Ranger when he was there. That was, that was my dude. Yeah. There's kind of not like a bad option of the bunch, but like yeah. also like it was always Tommy or Jason Tommy. were the first one. Yeah. Every yeah. time it was those two that were picked first. And it was like, all right, man, you know what? I wanted Billy anyways. <laughs> hey, um, I'm my favorite color is green. And that's okay. like part Tommy, part Yu Yu Hakusho, that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's just like where I'm at, you know? That yeah. happens. Yeah, I was always I was always blue growing up, so I was like, any chance I part got part Luke Skywalker, so you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. Um so this was a little 
interesting because I like gave you some options like that didn't have anything scheduled for this. So I was like, here's some options, and I was like, oh, like maybe like Super Sentai the Common Rider. But then like this came up uh, because um the person you're watching with thought they might like it too, and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as much as it was my choice, it was mainly my girlfriend's choice. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts, um, top level on Cutie Honey, or like first impressions of it? Um, all right. So, honestly, my first impressions of it when I started episode one, like first five to ten minutes, was I don't know if I'm gonna like this. It was. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's 2007, so obviously it's gonna be filmed differently. Um, so my uh, my perspective of it when I told my girlfriend before she watched, it, I was like, it kind of reminds me of like a high school or college like movie project from back in the day, you know, like one of those. Um, but then it got it got a lot better after that like 10 minute mark, um, and I want to say right around when one of the the escaped convicts convicts got um killed was kind of where it it drew my attention in Um, oh yeah and then yeah after that like like i said it kind of just got better and i I, like actually enjoyed watching it and like i was telling you it actually makes me want to check out the anime and manga to kind of like figure out more of what's going on and stuff because that was the other thing i noticed in the first four episodes i don't know if it goes into greater detail in the next episodes but there's not really any like explanation of who or what the characters are so this did run for 26 episodes. So it, yeah, it I, did, I saw that. So that's why I was like, I'm sure it probably did eventually like explain who she was. Like I didn't know honey cutie was an Android girl until I like looked at the like anime and manga at all. So, so just like, I guess little things like that, I could have, could have helped for sure to kind of lose the confusion or just kind of like accept that they were doing these crazy, crazy things. <laughs> the thing with Toku that I always say is that, um, it's not trying to seamlessly fit in with reality the same right. way that certain special effects are like it's aware that it doesn't fit. And like, I think like it's aware, like I like that. Like personally, like I like that it isn't trying to like seamlessly blend in. It's much more trying to like make it's unreal, own, yeah. unreal. It's definitely like, doing it's, its like, own thing. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed that too. And the, the special effects definitely like kept me in early. I, I liked the special effects from the beginning and thought they did a good job with that for sure. So like around the time that I got into, into Toku was around this time. So I had seen this okay. show years ago because it was like one of the ones coming out like very early into my like time of Toku. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, but I didn't remember it. So, or like, I didn't remember much of it. Like I remembered like, a couple character moments but i didn't remember like i maybe saw like five or like five or six episodes and i remember like two or three scenes so w- when the show started i was like oh oh okay we're gonna spend some time <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on the high school girl butts today that's, yeah, a, that's that was, a choice that was that's a uh, choice it was an, it was interesting when my girlfriend when she watched the first episode with me we watched it, it was like it just like it wasn't needed, you know. Those first couple of scenes, it would have been just fine without him <laughs> to to eventually have Hayami like call her and have her be like, "Oh, I'm at this health screening thing or whatever." It was just so like random and awkward for those scenes at the beginning. 
I'm of two minds on it. On, on one hand, it's definitely like male gazy, like sexation of like a like teen acting like a child. Right. And on the other hand, like it's meant to be like very like nice and plain and kind of like like that simple kind of like um good person vibes that like you get in lots of like different like Japanese like characters. Right. Like it's like that like ideal of like the Goku, the like the code of like a bushi, like the very like mm-hmm. the Luffy, like the head empty people. And like it's the airheadedness, the fact that it's like a heroic archetype. Right. Kind of was able to lessen my feelings about just a female character being presented like as like an airhead because it was like, okay, in, this is in like a history that's different, at least, too. Like, yeah, it's also in some other histories, but it's in this history, you know? Right. I mean, I've, I thought for the show, I thought they actually did a really good job of having the like stereotypical anime personalities for the main characters, like be shown on the live action screen because i feel like there's been a lot of adaptions from anime to live action where they kind of lose that um so like hayami being like his like as goofy and like whatnot as he was and then honey being the like overly happy and excited girl and whatnot was definitely those like stereotypical like anime characters um but i thought they did a good job as far as putting that into the like actual live action it definitely wasn't like it wasn't as cheesy as what I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. And like two, I think um, this is also like a story originally written by like a dude in the 70s, <laughs> like being adapted into like a 2007 show. It was, it was a different time. So like there's like a little bit of weirdness, but like I kind of did end up really liking her despite like at first being like, okay, okay. Mm hmm. And, like, I do actually like how the first episode was actually playing up kind of like a, this is, let's show what happens when Jimmy Olsen reaches the end of his luck and has to call in Superman kind of thing with, like, her, too. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, put it, yeah. Like, now, like, stuff got serious, let's call it, like, the hero, you know? Right, it makes it seem like the the dude, Hayami, is going to be, like, the hero and this and that, and then all of a sudden he's reached his end and has to call her and i love what a like little shithead he is where he's just like yeah i'm just homeless because like i'm trying to like gain the experience i need to like (laughs) write the next great japanese novel he he was he was definitely cracking me up i liked him a lot and then even by like the fourth episode i was like yeah he's my favorite so far I liked how he was like a very cool like, anti-capitalist like at first. And it was also, I'm just trying to make everyone know how good I am to the canon of work of human condition. Yeah. There's definitely like tools I didn't have though in like 2007. Like I didn't, I hadn't been exposed to like critical feminist theory or like male gay stuff. So like, Right. It, it definitely made this first episode harder, but I think it got better like as it went just cause, like it was so earnest. And like that's like a like big thing in like Toku too where it's like yeah. it can be very earnest. Well, like I mean just going back to that scene, it definitely I mean it could have been a lot worse, right? They could have been in bikinis or something more scandalous, but instead they had them in almost like PE clothes basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it it like it kind of gives you that idea or expectation that it's going to be like a overly sexualized show which 
is what I was kind of expecting. And besides the like chest boob shots of honey, when she's fighting, it wasn't as bad as I was actually expecting it to be like until the end of episode one, where all of a sudden there was a naked girl on the bed where that kind of <laughs> was, I was like, Oh, okay. That, that was interesting. They weren't showing anything. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one really hilarious scene where like, um, she's like on her back and she got hit and like, Oh, like you got hit. And then like they show Hayami like walking up her like her, chest. yeah yeah she, he was like like he like that's why like, i was confused a couple of times with him i was like does he have powers or something weird at all but i think it was just how they were doing it but yeah he like walks up and like stands on her chest and like screams at her and then slides off and hits the wall <laughs> well so that's like a type of like playground equipment like a weird fake hill they have in in like japanese like playground so like it was uh-huh. just like when she got up like you saw he was actually on that and not yeah but yeah, um, this show is also weird because uh, it's trying to be like this is like a late night show apparently because there's like nudity, yeah, um, which and, like, yeah, I was going to say yeah. was not <laughs> nudity threw me off a little bit. <laughs> like it's a cultural thing, sure. We're like, oh, like we saw them like sweeping blood down like the drains. We're like, oh, like, this is a great show for kids. And then like one nipple, and we're like, oh, this is like that but, <laughs> right i was gonna say that's that's the the american thought process for <laughs> sexualization versus violence <laughs> and like initially i was very um like oh like her boob but like fight style but also like i kind of liked it later when her fight style got more serious or more like angry and i was like oh like this is actually like a really cool like progression of like here's her hanging out like i have super strength i'm like I'm going to use my butt like versus like I'm going to fight you. You know? Right. Yeah. It went from like a, a jokingly kind of fighting style of her being like, Oh, and getting hit there to her, like using it to hit people or block stuff. <laughs> what do you think of the, um, brother, sister, like convict, like arc of the first episode? Oh man. It was, uh, it was to start it off was, I was like, man, I was like, okay, jumping right into this whole, whole, whole brother loving his sister thing. And, and it, it starts off like that, but I liked the twist. They twisted it and made it to where it wasn't as incesty as it made it out to be. So um, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I kind of had a feeling when the the detective describes the the whole situation and scenario of what happened. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought they did a good uh, good twist on it to make it enjoyable. <laughs> I think like the show does get better as it goes like when we like move on to like episode two i think too it's like just like a lot more fun where it's like well episode one ends with her fighting the like oh yeah the, yeah the Good wing point. fingers <laughs> so he is um there are two pretty prominent um like alumni from other toko in the show mm-hmm. one is that um Hayami, her d- detective friend, I think the next year is like a pretty major character in a like common writer show, common writer Kiva. Like he plays like the king of like a bunch of like stained glass monsters like that are like his role is basically stopping human development from being a threat to like these like stained glass like vampires and other monsters. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there is that guy who seems to have like many different like aspects to his personality and has like cool like feather fingers um 
Yeah, I thought I thought the actor actually did a really good job with the two personalities that he was doing. It was like it was it was fun watching him switch back and forth between them. He is a beloved actor in Toku, actually, because um, he played like a really <laughs> hated character in a show, but the actor was really <laughs> beloved. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> it could go the other way around, where the whole Game of Thrones Joffrey he, he got like death threats. Like to the point where, like, fifteen years after the end of the show, they like basically like whenever they're doing like weird anniversary stuff, they kind of like retcon and like, oh yeah, these two characters were friends. They're like, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were not friends. They did not sure. like be comrades and fight together and like watch each other's back. Like there was some convenience, but they were not friends. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so episode two is the um, them trying to figure out some bags as part of like another game where it's like who will turn in the bag of a hundred million yen to the police, which is like roughly like a billion dollars, right? Yeah, and the answer is a billion dollars. Uh, you shouldn't <laughs> turn that money to the police. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh. <laughs> it's not the bag didn't have a name on it or anything. It was just a bag filled with money, you know. Like what you do is you get to the nearest bathroom, make sure there's no ink packs in there, make sure there's like nothing tracking you, and then you like take that and you're like, well, civil forfeiture. <laughs> to, to be fair, that poisonous gas that eventually comes out of it is kind of a game changer, though. <laughs> no, and that's why like you check the bag. Like you don't just like take the bag or whatever but um <laughs> to make sure there's no poisonous gas in there <laughs> one thing this does like establish though is that um there's this like underground network of like the homeless people in japan like the disenfranchised people in japan that are like researching stuff and in contact and like i found that really charming like as part of this like whole run of episodes being like oh like here's just a bunch of like nice people who are like hanging out and like yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, just a bunch of homeless people that, like, they say that they're poor and don't have a place to live, but, I mean, they look like they're living pretty good with, like, how many homeless people they had, like, chilling together and a big network of people. Like, the one dude, what was his name, Jensen or whatever, he, like, anytime something happened, like, that dude has, like, a network of spies throughout the city, it seemed like, because of how many homeless people he, he knows. <laughs> a really cool joke there is that, like, they're making weird different like animal meat based off of, like what they find. There's like this like frog pop they make. Oh I was I was gonna say the the snake looks like a giant turd. Yeah, that was a <laughs> like there's like a snake that just it looks like snakes are already turdesque. They coil, they writhe. Yeah. But w- once you make one that's like very rubbery and like brown is just whole it's, yeah they could have just gone i mean if they just would have made it a different color it would have been set you know they're like a perfect community for like honey because like her whole thing is that like she's like we see her get bullied in this episode and be like oh no we're friends yeah <laughs> you <can't>. <laughs> like bullying doesn't good. work i'm a goku yeah, exactly you can't you can't bully someone that just has the power to the power of friendship will will win no matter what. And uh, one small thing that I like about her is that um, she like gets asked questions, and because she's like an android, she's like, 
well, I just know how like what pie is. And like she answers for like a minute and then gets praised and like jumps on her desk. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got praise. This is awesome. Every time the teacher the teacher has to stop her because she just keeps going on with her answer. And not sure if it's in this episode or later, but there's a point where that happens and like she's in like her like um gym underwear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I do actually like that the teacher was like, Why are you dressed like that? Like wasn't like a weird like Cowie and like <laughs> nose blood seed, you know? Right. Yeah. How the how the normal anime is. That's that's I was gonna say that's the generic anime result is a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, I was I did I did like that personality that like personality trait about her is that she's like so happy that like even bullying and stuff like that just doesn't affect her. Yeah, because I think um it's the kind of thing where like I don't know what's canon for this show, but I know for the character, she's like the personality of a girl who died, like brain scanned into like a like Android or robot or like whatever the right term is. And she just kind of is like hanging out now and uh yeah. yeah. Chilling, living her life. Like there's a point where it's like, oh, like if you're like a fifteen year old robot and all of a sudden you're just like, I'm just a robot having fun and like super strength yeah have some fun i mean if i had that i would (laughs) we do see in this episode um we don't get a name for them i think but we do get like a name for one of their personalities which is like giza but um the um the person the villain dude yeah um that dude um he's like swimming but he's swimming in a pool that was very famous is currently pretty famous in japan for um it's like in really close proximity to like a lot of modeling agencies. So it's kind of like known as like the Japanese porn pool or that pool or that kind of thing. That's why. Okay. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) The porn pool. Like to the point where like there's animes like that have like rendered that scene for like your generic, like, yeah, girls that, idol anime or whatever. Now like, that you mentioned that, I feel like I have seen a similar scene or pool in animes from that. Like it's kind of like um how if we shared a picture of like a black couch in right. like a room, we're like, oh yeah, like you, 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 that's a reference to that like weird like porn meme from like our <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I say, memes are. Memes are how news travels now, right? If you didn't know like what that was, you'd be like, "Oh, why is everyone laughing?" Right, and exactly. Then you find out. And then, <laughs> and then you find out the answer you didn't want to know. <laughs> um, but they sneak it to a like hostess club. Um, and one thing I do love is how whenever there's a chance for characters to do karaoke, they do the show's theme song. That's great it's always just the right amount of like silly one of the friends of theirs that was like a like part of the homeless network like found one of these bags of money just like i'm gonna go hang out and like gamble and drink and hang out with like some cool models or whatever that like you know but no um they like go to this bar club um and i guess you could order a tons of drink it's like Hayami just like ends up like super in debt and having to pay it off. Like while well, Honey is just like the girl of the night and everything right. and like gains the attention. I think I mean he got 
off the hook pretty easy. All you had to do is wash some dishes for like a massive bill. <laughs> yeah, like he had that like empty bottle of like Hennessy, and he was just like, "What happened?" She made him. She made him buy shots for the entire bar. The one chick that sat down. So like, yeah, that had to have been a ton of money. Yeah, um, that would probably end differently in different places. I'm going to say, like, I've always <laughs> seen that, like, oh, like you have to like wash some dishes, but like. I don't know. Compare how much you get paid to wash dishes to how much like things cost. <laughs> like, if that was a, a real life scenario, you're washing dishes for like months or at least a month. <laughs> like they put like one of those like um weird like car tires on your feet and say like oh, you can't leave until you like find that like two thousand dollars. You know? Yeah, right. We're gonna need that, man. Take your leg off. It's not worth two thousand dollars, but we're gonna take it. And she also like. Honey flashes into like a wandering dice master and loses and then has to like spank the dude. Yeah, it rides him like a horse and spanks him. <laughs> Which is also like a very like It was definitely an anime thing that would happen. Like that's what I was like watching the show, even though it's live action, everything they're doing, you can picture it in that like anime style. Is kind of what I was like picturing for the most part of the show, which I thought was cool. They did a good job. There's a version of this where like Hayami is like very into Honey and like wants to get with her, like have her notice him. And I'm so glad that's not happening here. That would like ruin the show. The fact that he's just kind of like, oh no, what's going on? Like that's bad. Yeah, I would say I definitely like that a lot better then because I'm happy that he was not doing that because it definitely would have made the show like different. It would have felt different too. Would have made it more just kind of like weird and confrontational and like right. whiny versus like, oh, it I'm just trying to be a detective. Right. It would have it would have had more of that sexualization of him just like always trying, you know? Yeah. Like it's like the Xander problem where you're like, nope, gotta <laughs> Yeah. The whole thing. But um and it turns out that the couple scenes we've seen of somebody finding some money and planning a wedding to his girlfriend who thought he didn't give her enough for Christmas, was it getting wasn't married? It, yeah, her. She didn't think he gave her. So what she said, he didn't buy her a birthday present or a Christmas gift, <laughs> or like a good enough one. I'm not sure. But. <laughs> so she was about to break up with him, and he's like, "But wait, I have money." Personally, if I had a sudden influx of wealth and there was somebody who was like hey what's up you don't spend enough money on me I'm gonna leave your life I'd be like cool I have a, <laughs> a great opening and like tons of capital I could totally like find like a new third best friend or right non romantic or like non loving yeah. girlfriend or blah. yeah if she wasn't such a gold digger that whole situation probably would have turned out fine for him you know? I mean he would have died. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it wouldn't have turned out good for him. It would have been fine for her, I guess. <laughs> but then she probably would have died too because she would have ended up with the bag after him, probably. But Honey shows up at the wedding. Ed is like, yeah. yeah. That was very... That was, she shows up at the wedding as like somebody that seems like he knows but doesn't. And then lets her talk him out of getting married. It was it was weird. It was a weird situation. 
There's a big fight, and Honey gets one kick in on the bad guy leader, and he goes into his third personality, the darkest one, yeah. and beats the crap out of her. Yeah, his um what what it like turned into a batwing, his hand. He's childlike, and then he has an angel like feather hand, then he has like a batwing hand with like a cool talent. Huh. Like depending uh, on like which person he is, I guess. It was cool. I mean, I liked it. Like I said, I liked that guy. I, I thought he did a great job with the different personalities. And we see like um a, another character briefly here, Miki, who's like entering like into like a juvenile detention home and like Yeah. It's not super it's placed weirdly in the episode and it's not super clear what's going on, but she's like being built up for like later in the show. Right. But, I was um, gonna say I think I saw some of that. She's like one of the sidekicks or other people with honey in the anime or something. And then we get like a cool little like two part arc of the black markets and the hospital. And uh, yeah, so um, Mark Mustashi shows up, who is a like stunt coordinator for like a lot of stuff. Like, I think he like does like a lot of like Jonas Brothers like movies and stuff. Like after like <laughs> this is like what he did for like oh, wait, that films. actor that the other dude that should, that speaks English and yeah. Japanese. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff with the Jonas Brothers. I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> he's like from Maine, but he's very into like wushu. So he's just like, <laughs> I'll come to Japan. He's like, okay, what Cutie Cutie actually reminds me of a lot is John Wick. And uh, that's an odd thing to say, but it like, is an uh, odd thing to say, but it makes sense. This is about a stunt company showing off what they have because they like have very basic costumes. I can just like do stunts and like mm. the behind the scenes for like John Wick was like, oh yeah, if you watch like the movie, there's scenes where people like show up again, but this time they don't have long hair. This time like they don't have beards and that kind of stuff, you know? And like it's like, oh, and like this time they're wearing hats or like some like makeup. Like to make the fact that they have like seven people <laughs> like flow the whole movie. And that's kind of <laughs> what this feels like, where it's like, oh, yeah. we have like nine really talented like <laughs> stunt people let's show what we can do i i really liked him in this i loved that he changed between the english and japanese i thought that was actually really cool yeah well, that's a whole lot to do too yeah uh and like his whole like quirk of like would somebody like make some ju- yeah, mistake I was, <laughs> I was just about to say that was my favorite part about him <laughs> Just like, shit, shit, and then he would calm down and be like, "It doesn't matter. It's fine." And then every time it's like, "You need to fire that person." <laughs> yeah, please quit. Please quit. Please fire that person. I like that. I thought that dude was funny. And they keep up their weird meals because they have like some like snail soup or whatever this time around. That honestly, the snails look just like raviolis. And like, where is this is good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't notice it was snails because it looked like ravioli. Because <laughs> one of their friends, Matsuda, used to be like a pro baseball player, but his like shoulder got really badly hurt, so he's going yeah. to the special hospital for the homeless. Yeah, and that was uh, by far my favorite scene that I watched. Yeah. Um, what do you think of like um, the hospital <laughs> aspect of this episode? <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I thought it was entertaining. It was funny. Um, they I like how they had the two dudes that were like horn dogs for her, like, and the <laughs> the butt shot. 
<laughs> very Austin Powers, the butt shot. Very, yeah, very Austin Powersy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was fun, um, and that's like I feel like that's where it it kind of just became after watching the like first two episodes was that it was like it's a fun show. Like I had fun watching it, and and the hospital was was kind of along those lines of it. But even though it was having fun, it was still like moving the story along and progressing like what the villains were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was really interested in, in seeing everything that happened with Hayami and then the Matsuda stuff. I, I thought was cool. And yeah, that, that scene with him, I thought was really cool. I liked that. Yeah. When his arm comes off, just, Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the whole setup. He's doing really good. And honey's in the background, like cheering super loud, just like annoyingly as he's pitching. And then all of a sudden he makes that last pitch and his arm just completely rips off and flies into the dude's face as he catches it. And the fact that she becomes like a nurse and the fact that she becomes like a cheerleader, I think the fact that there's a scene where she's like running after him and like we cut to her in like a track and field outfit. Yeah, I was going to say that was that was one of the notes. That was one of the notes I made was that I really liked the different random like outfit changes that they did, even without like seeing her do the honey flash thing. Um, It was very Sailor Moony to me. It reminded me a lot of like the Sailor Moon transformations. It's like in that like same kind of like magical girl area. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was, ba- I mean, it, and that was the other thing too that I was like, okay, it's not going to be as overly sexualized as it as it seems, especially with like the intro out or the intro like stuff where it shows her like top getting cut open and like her butt coming out or whatever. It's like anytime she transformed, it was just like a skin suit was what it looked like she was wearing or something, and you didn't really see anything. So it was like, I don't know. I like I thought they did a good job as far as that too, where it was more of like an action shot every time she did that. Like the first time, it's like her like running as like yeah. The first time was very weird. The first time was weird. <laughs> I will say that the first time was like okay. Is this how it's always going to be? And then after that, it was kind of like all right, cool. The fact that she turned into like a track and field outfit just to like jog Catch after somebody, <laughs> like that, really sold that she's just like this really happy character who likes doing stuff versus like. <laughs> Yeah, she likes to have a good time, you know? She gets shit this done weird, and has a good time doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> and just, she gets so mad at this, and, like, going into, like, the last episode, just, she's really engaged, and she's trying stuff. Um, I love the scene where we see uh, the um, new person from Panther Claw, like, cut an arm off to see, like, that, like, the metal muscle fibers were t- like torn by her and it's like, Ooh, good. I want her. Like, that yeah. Was like shows how strong she actually is. I thought that was cool. And it was like, yeah, like you said that even though she was like happy and has fun and all of that, it was kind of like a, a ser- a little bit of a seriousness, like change for her of where it was like, okay, there's some shit going on that I need to figure out, you know? And the last episode, like the whole stuff of like her learning how to like train and everything, and like like oh no, I got hit by these balls. Oh no, <laughs> the the montage of Hayami not being able to throw a baseball <laughs> or hit a baseball. I thought that was pretty funny too. And he's so ready to just be like, oh yeah, I must be strong. <laughs> yeah, by the fourth episode, he definitely was established as my favorite character. And the fact that to steal like files, she turns into like a ninja. I was like, okay. You're having fun. Right, like, this is yeah. like your character fits the genre of you being in like ninja costume randomly because your character is that kind of, of like. Right. She's she's goofy. She does. 
She does what she needs to do. Like, yeah, she turns into a nurse, turns into the doctor to do like the surgery. Yeah, it's like, oh, like I'm gonna be goofy right now, not because I want you to see me topless. I'm being goofy because I'm goofy. <laughs> That's like a big difference for me. And like, right, it doesn't. Really, like, she's not. Yeah, she's not doing it for attention. You know, it's just like it's her character. It's who she is, and it doesn't like take her away from her story arc or like what her mission is, I guess. Like who hasn't like, um, changed what shorts they were wearing when they come home, you know, like I change on my jeans into sweatpants or pajamas when I'm done with my day. I don't need to wear jeans anymore. <laughs> Sometimes like if I had the ability to like in a flash of light, just show the world all of my like different crannies and like have a new outfit. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it as much as she does. <laughs> I would probably but, like, not do it out in public as much. <laughs> yeah, like, her probably wouldn't just be like, hey, what's up? Look at what I'm doing. <laughs> do the whole phone oh. booth trick, go into a phone booth and do it like Superman. There must be like a magical boy Superman kind of thing that like sounds like a heart thing. I'm sure there's like probably even like an official like gender bent like one shot of like Cutie Hundy or whatever, but. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it's probably out there like fan fiction or something. I'm sure it's official, honestly, at this point. Like, just knowing that. Because <laughs> people be 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sex sells, man. Yeah. There's a lot more to the series that we don't reach. Like, the whole next episode is like literally called Second Girl, which is I'm intriguing, ass- too. I'm assuming it's because the last episode ends with what'd you say her name was Miki, right? Where she's in that little detention center and her eyes open and she's just staring at the ceiling. So I'm assuming it has something to do with her in that next episode. The show, in a lot of ways, hasn't even started at that point. Because there's, yeah. like, the stuff and there's, like, some art, too, that makes me think there could be multiple characters that have, like, a similar power set and doing certain stuff. And, like, Honey's, like, background, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, the the first four episodes definitely have me intrigued and... I wouldn't put it past me if my girlfriend wants to watch it and it, it's something that I might have to watch, which, you know, like I said, isn't bad because I definitely enjoyed the first four and can see myself watching it because I was definitely into it. Yeah, there's two live action movies, this live action show and like 11 different animes. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm more I, at, at this point, I'm interested in checking out the anime to see what that was all about. I wouldn't even know how to guide you there because there's so many of them. Like, yeah. Which one's yeah. like... Is the 2002 one, like, too edgy? Is the, like, 1991 too low budget? Like, what's right, you know? Whichever one I watched seemed like it was too edgy as far as the trailer went, which I think might have been the 2002 one, because it was fairly newer animated, look like. I know there's, like, old school, like, 70s stuff, too, so I'm not sure, like, yeah. where that goes, but... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like watching that one might be super edgy. I remember... Did you ever watch Dragon Ball, like, the original one? Yeah, I went to, I went back and started watching those over because I was a pretty young kid when I watched them originally. And man, I the very first episode, there is a scene where Bulma finds Goku, right? And she's does her little capsule thing and makes the house that they're staying in. And she passes out and Goku goes to cuddle with her and lays down on top of her... <laughs> um, on her um private parts and she, and he, he like starts moving around and literally feeling her up and starts patting on it and is like 
that's weird. She doesn't have something that I have down there. <laughs> it was like one of the most like weirdest things I've ever watched. And was like, I do not remember that happening at all in this show. And there was just, there's like so much of that in the very first ones too. And even watching Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, oh man, I did not realize how like sexualized Bulma was. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of just like, let's shoot down Bulma's shirt in that show. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of it. I was like, wow. It's like, bro, I was like, did my dad ever watch this show with me? He was cool with this. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember growing up like, uh, at- like one point like i like um had like a family member like around my age and like know how like you'll have people be like oh like what are you watching like trying to get you in trouble like yeah. oh this is like bad <laughs> yeah. and like it was like the mortal Kombat movie or like the second mortal Kombat movie there was like a scene of like people in the snow like fighting and like one of and like i paused <laughs> it to go to the bathroom but then like this cousin was just like Oh, he's like watching boobs. He's watching boobs. <laughs> Mortal Kombat boobs. Mortal Kombat boobs. <laughs> like that's like what happens when like a caveman has to like figure out how to masturbate. Yeah. Like, Mortal Kombat boob. Girl, boy, boob. <laughs> yeah. I okay. If you like suddenly lost all your recollection of like the internet and like uh, how to use it. And you were like, (laughs) okay, so I type things and I find things. What would be the first thing that you type? If you were like, I got to find some, something sexy or sexual. Like what would be the first thing that you would type in? (laughs) If I was a caveman or if I just didn't know what the internet was, you know how people like get amnesia but they still know english and like how to type yeah. but they don't know how anything works sometimes so basically i wake up tomorrow with an amnesia of not knowing what the hell the internet is <laughs> yeah like pop culture amnesia like you like, happen and i also happen to wake up very horny <laughs> yeah like you wake up really horny like pop culture amnesia like oh like who left me this note but also i, I really need to like handle this i i mean honestly it would it would probably just be like a generic search of like boobs or butt <laughs> like female boobs female butt i wonder what happens when you even do that at this point <laughs> let's see what happens if i go new tab female boobs and butts <laughs> i mean i'm not on google i mean they show up yeah you'll probably get some pictures or, There's a lot of variety. Porn, I'm gonna say porn, you'll get you'll get some recommendation for sites. <laughs> I'm assuming I would never actually go to any of these sites that are in the top like ten or whatever. But like, there's some variety. There's some that are like traditional style. There's some that are like I would call them mean and trying to make people seem grotesque. <laughs> and I, I I don't appreciate that. Um, that's. It, uh... That's decidedly not a boobs. That's the other end. It reminds me of, uh, of Super Bad when he's talking about the porn side. So his parents don't find. He's like, maybe I should sign up for like Perfect Ten. That way they think it's like a bowling site. <laughs> Man, I'm glad that I mostly missed that era. Like, I never had a weird like situation. I never had like a porn situation where I was like, oh, gotta have access. Don't got it. Right? Yeah, uh, I don't. 
I would say I don't think I ever had any issues with it either, like needing it or anything like that growing up or any weird things happening. I know I was in the, the high school age of uh, the whole two girls, one cup thing. And I know that that was super awkward for people. So it was always like you had, you'd have friends that would mess with you, especially at school where if you left your computer open or something, you'd come back and it would, boom, there it is. <laughs> like, that was, I feel like that was the worst stuff I ever dealt with. No, yeah, that was a lot. The other one, the other one was in like middle school, where people would be like, "Oh, dude, check out lemonparty dot com." And if you ever typed that in, it was yeah, you were pretty much scarred. There was like a version of that that was going around um, when we were maybe too old, but we were always the wrong age to ever be doing this. But it was <laughs> never that, the right age, or like a video of that. But it was like um, the song in the background was like. Um, it's like don't fear the reaper. Oh, so it was okay. like spirits don't fear the reaper. And, <laughs> and it's just like it was honestly like one of those things where like I had to watch it because like the song just didn't fit in a really discordant and like haunting way. Where I was like, oh my god, somebody <laughs> like it's like uh, what somebody tells you about like uh, watching Wizard of Oz with like Pink Floyd in the background. Oh man. <laughs> Watching Lemon Party with um Don't Fear, Fear the, the Reaper. Reaper. Oh gosh. I don't even want to think that's the I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say the Flow Rider song when that one came out the like you spin me right round, baby, oh. right round. There was there was that one. <laughs> no, um and that's why I don't listen to music. Yeah. You know that's that's fair. <laughs> I have I have a lot of songs that bring up memories like that. <laughs> <laughs> no and i hope people are finding ways to like split the difference not cyber bully but cyber puberty with others <laughs> whatever you call that cyber, weird cyber guidance <laughs> cyber guidance i would not call showing people like different things like that cyber guidance well the like opposite of like guide them the right way <laughs> do good for your fellow interneters. <laughs> yeah, be excellent to each other and yeah. Lemon party on. Lemon, <laughs> lemon party on. <laughs> no, um, like speaking of um lemon parties, uh where do people find you when you're not uh like when you're not talking about tokusatsu? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, when I'm not doing that, man, uh find me online. I got a couple of different ones. Uh the main one for my podcast, you can find us at www.deathshifter.com. Um other than that, we're our social media on Instagram, Twitter at the Death Shifter. Um you could also search me for my book stuff at dknovabooks.com or at dknovabooks for Instagram and Twitter as well. But yeah, check out deathshifter.com and Take a look at our podcast and social media. Give us a follow and shout out and ask us questions. We love interacting with our fans and interacting with other podcasts. So, And um, you could find uh, me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You could find the podcast at Common Arts Me. However you search things on Instagram. I, I haven't spent enough time on Instagram to actually know, but uh, it is Common Ride with me. Uh, there's CommonRidesMe.com. CommonRidesMe.com slash episodes gives you a link to all of our episodes and several platforms there is cubbarby.com slash merch if you want to purchase merch and again uh that goes uh towards our our hosting costs every month but also any excess goes direct to charity um and also just a quick note for next week 
it is part two of our Valentine's Day look at, and uh, me and Steph uh, are going to look at Hentai Common, the uh, most perverted like superhero, I guess. <laughs> sounds that sounds fun. <laughs> and uh, it's that first movie from 2013, not the sequel from 2016. But no, uh, so Dakota, uh, what did we learn today? Who? Man, I learned I learned a lot. Don't. <laughs> Don't take bags filled with money unless you check them first. <laughs> uh, make sure you're wearing the appropriate clothing for fights. And don't trust a doctor just because he says you're going to die soon. Secure the bag, be ready to fight, and don't trust the doctors. <laughs> Based off of my time watching Cutie Honey, yeah, that's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned. <laughs>